<laughs> and welcome to Thinking Man Talks. My name is Sam. And uh, on this episode, I want to talk about something that um, a lot of us talk about. Uh, and I just want to discuss it from perhaps a perspective that maybe you haven't seen uh, or thought of before. Today, I want to talk about success. And the question is, what is success? Another question is, am I successful? Are you successful? How can I be successful? What would it look like if I were successful? You know, one of the strangest things in this world is how we have come to define success as money, you know? And it's really not, um, it's not, it's not unusual in my opinion, because we live in a world that does not respect intangibles. We live in a world in a world that fights for tangibility on everything. We want to be able to measure and quantify every single thing. We don't want to leave things to ideology, you know. If you see what's called abstract nouns in the English language, and you go through all those things that we grew up knowing to be abstract nouns, you'd realize that over time we have tried to attach tangibility to them. For example, love. Love is an abstract noun. Love is not something that we should be able to quantify physically. Yes, there are physical signs, but it's not something that you can hold or measure by any matrix. But we have tried to attach matrices and parameters that we can use to measure it, <laughs> you know. And so you see people say, oh, if this person loves this person, they would do this. They would spend money. They would do this. Yeah. All these things are true in themselves in the sense that they are signs of an expression. But ultimately, they are not matrices of measurement. Right? So same thing with success. Because we wanted to make success measurable, nobody wants to have someone else define their own success. You want to be able to define someone's success for them. So we decided to define success in the context of money so that we can measure it. And that's not really the best approach because it doesn't give us a holistic idea of what success is. And I love to give this example whenever I talk or think about this. If, for example, I was a trader in the market and you were a trader in the markets as well. And perhaps I'm selling, um, I'm selling clothes. Let's say I'm selling clothes. I run a boutique and I'm selling clothes. And you are selling, um, say, stationery, books, pens, cardboards, you know, stuff like that. And let's say um, on a certain day, my target for the day is a thousand dollars in sales and your target for the day is two hundred dollars in stationery and let's say at the end of that day you make two hundred dollars and i make four hundred dollars now i've made more money than you but you are more successful than i am and that's how we get to understand that success is not money but because we quantify success as money now we live in a world where 
you could see me who made $400 flossing. And you who made $200, you are now feeling bad thinking this person has more money than me. And this person is more successful than me. Not understanding that you are even more successful than the person. So what do we get from this little analogy? What we understand is that success is not just determined by an outcome. Success is an outcome that is measured by a certain target that was agreed beforehand. So that target that you set beforehand is the matrix to which the result you get at the end of the day will be measured. And that's how we know if someone is successful or not. That whatever target is set, in the fullness of the timeline set for that target, if you achieve it, then we know you're successful. Or to the degree to which you achieve it is the degree to which you're successful. One of the things that happened to me last year is in my office, I um, happened to be part of the uh, appraisal team, you know. The system for appraisal just changed. It became more electronic than before. And so I was part of the team that ran the change management for the organization. And You know, God always teaches me things through the most random of things. And one thing I realized is that appraisal exercises are done at the end of the year. But the appraisal exercise does not begin at the end of the year. It begins at the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year is where the targets are set. And the targets that are set at the beginning of the year are what are now measured at the end of the year by your deliverables. And so what is this to say? That no matter the result, no matter the outcome at the end of the year, if it does not measure up to what was targeted or what was discussed for you to do at the beginning of the year, then you haven't succeeded. So if your target for that year was to bring in 200 clients to your organization, and at the end of the day, you didn't bring in even up to 50 clients, but you brought in $100,000, What you did is great. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. That's some cool money, I'm sure, for a number of organizations. But it wasn't your target. Like, you missed the goal completely. Now, all of these illustrations that I've been given are just because I want to set our minds on one thing when it comes to success. God said to Jeremiah, he said, Before I formed you, I knew you. Before I formed you, I knew you. Now, one of the mysteries of that simple short sentence in the Bible is that the word knew or the verb to know in that particular context, if you look at the direct translation from the original um, text of the Bible, by direct translation, that verb to know in that scripture wasn't talking about knowledge of a person as in... um, knowing who the person is right the way i say oh i know who president buhari is i know who this no it was talking about intimacy so it's like when the bible says uh and adam knew eve or abraham knew his wife it's talking about intimacy saying they were intimate so in this context when god is saying before i formed you i knew you he's saying before i formed you you and i were intimate you and i had fellowshiped So there was something that we discussed. 
Now, what I'm trying to say with this is that before each of us came to this earth in the physical, we had had fellowship with God. We had discussions with God. We were intimate with God. There were things we had discussed, we had agreed upon, and we had documented that we were going to establish on the earth. It was discussed, it was agreed, and it was documented. Similar to the way appraisals go on in your organization. At the start of the year, there are targets that are discussed, they are agreed upon, and then they are documented. So the same way with God, before we came to the earth, there was something that was discussed, it was agreed upon, and then it was documented that this is the target set for you for the year. This is the target set for you for your life. So similar to how with appraisals at the end of the year, you are measured by with your outcomes by that target that was initially stipulated is the same way at the end of our lives. We will not only be measured by the results at the end of our lives, but we will be measured against what was discussed, agreed upon, and documented. This is how we measure success in the world we live in with Christ. That on the last day, it won't just be about making heaven alone. Salvation is not just for us to make heaven. God has rewards for people. But he's a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. And God's reward system is such that, just like an appraisal, he will look at what you had discussed, agreed, and documented that you will do with your life here on earth. Because everything that was agreed that you will accomplish here on earth was the basis on which God invested gifts, talents, and whatnot inside of you. And you would have to give account for those things. And so, before you came to the earth, God had discussed with you, just like he revealed to Jeremiah, he said, I knew you. He said, and I ordained in past tense. So, he's not saying, I'm ordaining you a prophet right now. He's saying that before you came, we had had a discussion where I had presented to you my ordination as a prophet, and it was documented about you. Similarly, with each of us, there's something that has been discussed agreed upon and documented by each of us that thing is what we call purpose so success at the end of your life won't be measured by the cars you drive or the amount of houses you built or the amount of money that you have it will be measured on the last day based on the execution of your purpose so it becomes your responsibility to seek it out. That's why God is a rewarder of the that diligently seek him. It becomes your responsibility to seek it out and to live by it. And so how do we find what was documented about us? You find it by reading the documentation. You find it by studying the Bible. Studying the Bible is how we find what was written about us. And by the time we study it and we find what was written and we live according to what was written, then we attain success. And this point is buttressed in one verse. 
in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you would have good success. It is at the point where you search for what God has in store for you through the revelation of scriptures. And then it comes alive to you. And just as you live according to that thing that was written about you, then you have good success. And for the Bible to call it good success, it means there's a bad success. And bad success is not success that is bad. Bad success is success that is false. That people think they are successful, but on the last day you realize that it was never about money or about cars or about houses. All those things were add-ons. That true success lied in the fulfillment of your purpose, which you find by studying the scriptures. And so Jesus at 12 years old. was in the temple and he was reading and the bible says he was reading from the book of isaiah and he found where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and you know that verse and the question is how did he know he was the one he was talking about (laughs) the bible never tells us a certain day even while jesus was growing up where god appeared to him and told him his purpose your purpose is to die on the cross or whatnot but while he was reading that thing in the book of Eli, in the book of Isaiah, I beg your pardon, he he caught it. That he was the one that, that was written about. And it's the same way by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. When you decide to study scriptures to find what is written about you, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. You will see a scripture and it will appear to you as though your name was there. It will just stand out. That's how you know what was written about you. Whether it's a principle that God is asking you to undertake as an instruction or whether it's a promise that God wants to open your eyes to as what you have access to. But God will make you see in the scriptures, in what is written, he will make you see what he has in store for you don't look at yourself small god has something in store for every single one of us don't look at yourself small don't look at yourself as empty don't look at yourself as nothing god wants to reach out to you and he will and i pray that for everyone listening up until this point this today would mark a shift not just in your mentality not just in your perspective but it will mark a shift in your actual actualization of your purpose. It's been real on Thinking Man Talks. Thank you. God bless you. And don't forget to pray. See you next time. Peace.